Hey, what's going on there, podcast community? Matthew Johnson here, back with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. And in this week's episode, we are going to talk about the caregiver's cage, or the care partner's cage, whatever you want to call it, that cage that we sometimes feel as though we're in as a caregiver, and we just feel trapped, we feel alone, we feel like there's no one there who understands what we're going through, and the weight of all of it is very heavy, that's real. I want to talk about that this week. I want to talk about some steps perhaps that we can take to break out of that cage, even if it's only temporarily. So let's get into it in this week's episode of Dementia in Black and White. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this dilemma that I'm characterizing it as a care partner cage or caregiver cage. Not even sure exactly the complete difference between that. I've heard some uh, people talk about that care partner, that term, and I'd like it in the sense that I believe it refers to you or a partner with your loved one. In providing their care. So in that sense, you're a partner, you're a care partner with them versus a caregiver makes it seem as though that individual is, you know, completely dependent upon you. And you are the, you know, I don't know, counselor or the whatever, the health CNA or something that's doing this care. So care partner does make it sound more like it acknowledges the relationship between you and the loved one and also the fact that the loved one is providing that care. But you're going to have to forgive me if that is something that's a point of contention for you in terms of the words and the terms. I'm new to this. And so caregiver is what I've heard to begin with. And that's you know probably something that I would continue to use caregiver from time to time. So care partner cage or caregiver cage. But essentially what I'm talking about is that feeling of isolation that individuals get, particularly those who are doing it either alone or close to alone, or you're just feeling like you don't have enough help. And of course, I would imagine that's a lot of people who are in this work. It's, I don't know that you ever feel like you have enough help unless, you know, you really, really pulled in the resources, which of course some people may have done that. I would imagine there are some, but I think, of course, I have no idea what the statistics are around that. But I would think in the heat of the moment, you definitely, there are moments where you feel like this can be overwhelming. So, some of the things to help break out of that caregiver cage. What I would say, one, alter the routine. It's so important to have a routine, no question about that, that if you are doing the same thing with your loved one every day, it helps to maybe ground them 
in terms of having an expectation of in the morning there's music in the afternoon there's exercise and in the evening there's you know puzzle or some activity of some sort and so they kind of maybe start to get up to a point where they you know kind of having a expectation of what is to come but maybe for you as the care partner it would be beneficial to have that routine changed every once in a while so that you are not caught in this consistent do loop. I don't know if you all remember taking the computer languages in college, Fortran and COBOL and those things. There's times if you had an error in it, you had a do loop where the program just goes around in circles or what have you. And so you could be in that feeling of man it is the same thing every day i'd like to just break out of this cage if you will and so one way to do that would be maybe change the menu if it's always a ham and cheese sandwich maybe do a grilled cheese sandwich just mix it up in some way go to the recipe book and try something that you've never tried before some gourmet Thing do a ratatouille or do uh, you know some pastry or something from France that you've never tried. Whatever it is, an African dish. Do some jollof rice, perhaps uh, something that you want to try that's different. That will one challenge you and also just break the routine a little bit. Even on the activities, maybe there are certain activities that you can replace and still get the engagement and still get the interaction with your loved one. However, it breaks the monotony for you so that inside the cage, if you will, quote unquote, there's this difference. There's this change. There's this perhaps even excitement about learning something new, even for you. Then another thing I would say to do is to make a plan. You've heard the thing that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I know that's primarily talking about project management, perhaps, or starting a business. But I think it applies here and can apply here as well in that you should want to have something in place that you're able to think about outside of your current situation, but that relates to your current situation. So for me, that explicitly looks like checking into memory care facilities. I am taking care of my mother here at home and there's no real need right now for a memory care facility kind of has some networks in place and things are going along. Okay. But there might be, a time in the future where that is necessary. And rather than wait until it's imminent and something that's an emergency thing that needs to happen, I think it's a good idea for me to just plan for that eventuality that it might be necessary in the future. Start looking around at places. So I've been visiting places and all of that now. And what I find is, is that's providing just a little mental Outlet, a mental look, 
into the future, which is then transporting me from my current situation. And the way I think of it is when I had a job that was kind of a dead end or a job that I didn't like, the process of just applying for other jobs, getting my resume together, sending my resume out, you know, going back in the day for you young people who push a button and apply for jobs. It used to be you had to mail a resume with a cover letter and all of that. So the paper had to be printed on some nice paper and all of that. So doing all of that, even without the promise of a new job or a call for, you know, uh, an interview, the process of getting that together sort of transports me from the current. It makes me think about the possibility of what's to come. And then that mentally uplifts me. Right. And so the same thing here. So make a plan. I it's probably been three or four months ago, bought plane tickets for a vacation in December. Right. And so making that plan, then I'm looking at the place. I'm looking at the water, some pictures from the place, looking at activities and things I'm going to do on vacation. I'm not on vacation. That was, you know, from the time I did it, six months out from the time I made the reservation. But making that plan now gives me something to look forward to. It looks, gives me something to project from inside my condition and current situation outward, which gives me some positive reflection, right? So whatever that might be for you, think about something that's in the future, something that can, uh, you know, not necessarily take your mind off of things, but of course you're going to be focused on what you're doing. But in the free time that you have, you're making a plan, you're putting together, and it might be related to your current situation, or it might just be related to you, something that is going to improve you and your life in the future. But start planning. That's the second thing I would say. And then the third thing I would say in order to help break out of the caregiver cage is to create a space outside of the cage that you visit regularly. And so this space that I'm speaking of could be a physical space, a place you actually go to once a week or what have you, or it could be a virtual space. So maybe I know we're still coming out of a global pandemic. So maybe getting out, is not the wisest thing, especially if you're you know having to come back to be with your loved one and bringing back whatever it is you were, you know, interacting with out there. So virtual or physical, but a space separate from your cage. And what do I mean by that? So for me, I play poker and, you know, I had a regular poker game that I attended with some guys and, but there, it's 10 years, 10 years. We had a weekly game and, you know, they knew me and they knew my situation. And some of them had similar situations when a gentleman cared for his wife who has since passed. Um, so the, and they're friends now at this point. So they were able to empathize and sympathize with my situation. So even though that was a weekly outlet, it was not a complete escape from my situation. So what I would do then is to start another weekly 
poker group with different people and not even mention the fact that I'm a caregiver. Because here I'm talking about something that would just literally take you away from the world that you're in. That is essentially your life, your primary responsibility, but it would be a, an escape from that so that the folks in that world won't know about the first world. I don't know if you remember the episode of Seinfeld where they were talking about having two sets of friends and those worlds should never collide. These friends don't know these friends. And when you're doing things with them, you might even be a different person, have a different personality with this set of friends. And this set of friends don't even know about this set. So I'm saying create a world that's outside of your caregiving world where those people don't even know that you're a caregiver. And so for me, it is hanging out chopping it up, talking, joking, whatever with these guys who are, you know, kind of regulars where I play poker and they don't know anything about the fact that I'm a caregiver. Don't talk about it. Don't mention it. That doesn't come up. So whatever else comes up, we can talk about everything else in the world, if you will. And so that's me. So it could be If you're a religious person, your church, synagogue or mosque, maybe they have a Bible study or something that you can attend. But again, not yours, but a different one. And maybe again, this can be online, but you attend a different Bible study and don't go in there talking about some pray for me because I'm a caregiver and all that because we want to keep it separate. And, And let me put this caveat here, by the way, I am not a therapist. I've been to therapy, but I am not a therapist or a counselor. So by all means, if I'm suggesting anything, this is just Matthew's experience. This is not professional medical advice. If you are in a situation and you need that, by all means, seek that out. Don't take this as that. These are just three steps I'm giving that help me to and continues to help me. I'm still, of course, in my situation to break out of the cage, to have a feeling that there is going to be life after this and really establishing sort of a parallel world so that I know that there is a place to escape even while doing this. Right. So again, coming back to that example, and it'd be nice if it's something that's a recurring weekly thing. So I'm talking not about a support group. I'm certainly into support groups and I get it. They're important to have people who know what you're going through, who can give you tips and all of that. And I'm suggesting that you do that. I probably mentioned that three or four times in other podcasts. I'm saying to do that. But this example is something unrelated. Something completely Outside of that, I want you to create a whole nother world where you can be the old you, where you were jokey, where you were you know, serious, where you were whatever you were, whatever you are, whatever you want to be, that you can be that outside of the responsibilities of being a caregiver. And it's nice if it's a recurring thing, because then this is a place that you know it's coming up next Thursday. You got the community theater rehearsal, if that's what it is. You know, next Wednesday, you got the knitting club, the bridge club or the spades game, right? Whatever it is, it's it's ongoing. 
It's something that can be an escape for you. And it's something that is outside of the cage because it can be so daunting. It can be such a cloud over you. Even if you have the support groups, you sometimes feel alone. You sometimes feel as though no one is really looking out for you. No one is coming to save you. No one is coming to just step in and say, hey, Matthew, look, man, take two weeks off. I got this. You don't have to worry at all for a couple of weeks. That's probably not going to happen for you. So you have to do something to just begin to get it back, get back a life that exists outside of your caregiving cage. And these are the three things that I'm suggesting to make a plan to do something, take a vacation, change your caregiving situation. The looking out for the facility. Some of the facilities have respite care where you can drop your person off for a couple of weeks for 30 days to try that place. And also just to get a break. That could be something that happens as a result of your planning Make a plan. It's one thing. Alter the routine, even within the cage, if you will. Alter the routine there. Do something different. Something that's a change that's still related to the caregiving, but keeps your synapses firing. Keeps you in a learning mode. Keeps your brain working. Keeps those juices flowing. And then the third thing create a separate world that doesn't collide with your caregiving world, a separate world completely where there's a separate group of people, separate entity and institution that knows nothing about your other world that you can go to on a regular basis and that you can interact. And that could be learning something too, by the way, it could be a class that you're taking semester long class and maybe you take another one and another one to keep that going might end up being a doctor after all of this and then you can come and give this advice right maybe all right that's it folks just something to think about that that's all i'm doing here really is uh, sharing my experience and hopefully just providing some food for thought for you just to let you know you're not there alone it can be tough absolutely there's that feeling that, yeesh, when is this going to end? These are some tips maybe to just help alleviate some of that stress that can lead to a dark place, depression or worse, right? Something to think about. That's it for this week's episode. This is your host, Matthew Johnson. I thank you for tuning in this week to Dementia in Black and White. Next week, we'll do it again. We'll have another episode and I thank you for tuning in and until next time remember absolutely that's great what you're doing taking care of your loved one but also remember to take care of yourself mental and physical that's important I'm out <laughs>